Welcome to the Get Together. It's our show about ordinary people building extraordinary communities. I'm your host, Bailey Richardson. I'm a partner at People & Company and a co-author of Get Together, How to Build a Community with Your People. And I'm Marjorie Anderson, Get Together correspondent, founder of Community by Association and product manager for community at Project Management Institute. In each episode of this podcast, we interview everyday people who have built extraordinary communities about just how they did it. How did they get the first people to show up? How did they grow to hundreds, maybe even thousands more members? Today, we're talking to Jody Ann Beckford, founder of Noir Girls Plant. Noir Girls Plant's mission is to create a community of growers in aspects such as health, prosperity, and nature by providing resources that cater to healing and maintaining our mental health through the caretaking of plants. Uh, Marjorie, this is one of the three folks that you chose to interview on the podcast. So someone I know you are very passionate about. What's one thing that you learned from our conversation today with Jody Ann? What did you take away from it? The biggest thing I took away from the conversation with Jody Ann is that you only need to start in order to find your people and bring them together with their people. Community isn't rocket science, but it takes passion and the desire to care for others to really create experiences that cultivate a sense of belonging. And Jody Ann was looking for that in her own life. So she created it and it turns out that others were looking for it too. So I guess the big thing to remember is don't be afraid to start the community you're looking for. Yeah, that really stood out to me from the conversation as well and and how much courage Jody Ann showed to do that herself. Uh, so I can't wait to share that with everyone. You ready? Should we jump in? Let's do it. Woohoo! Thank you so much for joining us today, Jody Ann. It is a pleasure to have you on the show today. Um, really looking forward to, to talking with you a little bit more about Nora Girls Plant. Thank you so much, Marjorie. I'm so excited. And honestly, thank you so much for inviting me on your show. I'm really, really excited. Awesome. So take us back to the moment you felt the pull to create the community for Noir Girls Plant. What was it that was going on for you that really pulled you or created a specific moment in time that really led you to feel like you needed to create this experience in this community? So it's so interesting that you call it a community in the sense of like thinking of like when or why I wanted to do it, because for me, I didn't, it wasn't my intention. I honestly just wanted to do something um, that felt good. I wanted to kind of feel again. I was in a really low, low point in my life and I had just kind of discovered plants and um, how they were just making me feel good. Um, they weren't necessarily like fixing me in a sense, but they were just something that was essentially just bringing me joy. So I wanted to see if there was an event. Um, and this was last year, 2019 around like September ish. I wanted to know if there was an event that talked about plants and your mental health or just something where I could just commune with other men and women of color talking about plants. Cause I'm a nerd. <laughs> so I went on Eventbrite and I asked people and like, there wasn't anything that, I could find. And then, so I asked, I talked to a friend about it and she said, well, why don't you do an event? And I'm like, "Mm, no. (laughs) And then she's (laughs) like, well, if you can't find one, just do it. You've done an event before. Um, so I was like, uh, okay, but like, no one's going to come. Like, I can't even find an event that talks about this. So like, 
who knows anyone's going to want to come to an event like this. So right. I listened to her blindly just did everything, created the event. I added everything that I essentially selfishly would want at the event. So a plant, everyone got a plant. I wanted a goodie bag that was stacked with like, you know, wellness products. Um, I wanted to have yoga. I wanted to have guided meditation, a spoken word piece uh, performed by an artist. Like I wanted literally like everything. And then, but at the end of it, I just wanted people to have fun and just be able to see each other in that space um, as people of color being vulnerable because we don't tend to get to be vulnerable a lot of times or we're not seen as vulnerable, I should say, actually. So that's kind of why I did the event. And then I guess long story short, um, it naturally became a community. So because after the event, people reached out to me and asked me when I was going to do another one. So it just gradually turned into, I guess, a thing. And I kept doing events after that one, not as big because I had a lot of anxiety after that first event, to be honest. Um, so I decided to kind of condense it and make it a little bit smaller. So I went from doing the 30, I had about 30 to 40 women in the first one um, to kind of condensing it to about 15 women. And, and men were welcome. It just so happened that it was mainly women. So when I had did the second event, it was about 10 to 15 women. And again, we still had the guided meditation and we still had a lot of the things from the first one, um, but it was just smaller and more intimate. And it, that I guess became my community. It was, it was, and even now saying it out loud, it is actually very strange saying like thinking that I have a community. Cause I never thought I could be someone that would, I guess, be a part of like creating a community. If that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. It's, I, I always hear people say, if you want to create something, think about a problem you're trying to solve. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want to solve a problem. I just, I just want to feel, I want to feel good about something. <laughs> right. And so we create these experiences in order to, to help us feel better, not knowing that there's a whole bunch of other people who needed exactly the same thing that you needed. So this is, I, I think the, the approach and how it just kind of organically came to be um, because you were looking for something and there were other people out there looking for that exact same thing um, is, is really interesting to hear. Yeah, it was, it's, it's weird. It's still kind of, it's very strange to me just because I don't know, I've always felt like an outsider. So it's kind of cool and it feels good to know that like I'm a part of creating something. Yeah, that's a pretty amazing feeling in and of itself. So tell me about that first time you brought everyone together. You know, I know that when we were talking, you were like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to design this in a way that I would want to feel. These are all the things that I would want. And you I remember you telling me that you were like, no one's going to show up. I'm not going <laughs> to. So tell me about that first event, people coming and, you know, what was that like for you to see people show up? for something that you created that was really meant to help you. How did that make you feel knowing that they also needed that space and you created that for them? Honestly, it, I want to say it's indescribable, but like it actually almost is very indescribable. It was like, it felt honestly amazing. I did like, as we said, like we spoke before, like I 
truly did not think I was going to sell more than 10 tickets. Um, the ticket prices were about 30, no $30. And for me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so expensive. Like at the time, cause I'm like, like I've paid more for events, but at the same time, I'm like, I've not known as a person that throws events like this. So I don't know if anyone's going to like trust me to, to, with their money and know that they're going to get, you know, A, B and C and so on. So when I sold out and then I had to actually have a wait list and add a couple more, that was insane. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That was insane. And I sold out within, I'm going to say within three weeks. So I had posted the event. I gave myself a month prior just to kind of give people a, you know, a heads up time to whatever, if they had to figure things, if they could attend. And within the first two weeks, I sold 25 tickets And then the last week and a half or so I sold the remainder, plus I had to add additional tickets. So that was like surreal for me. And I was like, okay, the pressure's on. I have to (laughs) make sure this event is like really, really, really special. So I definitely went above and beyond and I reached out to The Ordinary. I had a friend that did marketing there. So he had got me some products. So they had sponsored me um, some of their serums. I had reached out to a couple of local businesses that also sponsored some of their stuff for the bags. So I it was stacked. Like The goodie bags were probably valued at honestly about probably $350. And then I had done like a like a brunch style so we had like waffles made on site and like a whole charcuterie board and like drinks and wine like we had like a whole it was a whole vibe and so it was really important for me that everyone felt like they were home when they got there and that's the whole reason why I wanted to do the homemade waffles I didn't want to like just have waffles out of a box like I wanted to make them like in front of them and then um when the woman came, the first woman came, she came in and I was like, first I was like, is she lost? <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, okay, this is this is real. Like people are coming. <laughs> like you're a real person <laughs> behind the <laughs> ticket. So she came in. I said, hi, I'm Jodi Ann. And she, her, she was so excited. I literally just, I'm a crier. So I was like holding back tears because she like was like, oh my gosh. And she hugged me right away. Like this was pre-COVID obviously. And she hugged me and she's like, I'm so excited to be here. I I follow you on Instagram and I'm just like, what? This is weird. I was like, okay, thank you so much for coming. I gave her some, um, some wine and water and she had like a, she sat down and waited and then more women and kept coming in. And I'm just like, wow, this is so cool. So I know I said earlier it was indescribable, but clearly it's not. <laughs> I'm describing everything. <laughs> indescribable, so, but let me describe it to let you. Let me describe it anyways. <laughs> so honestly, just, it was, it's a great feeling. Like seeing that first person come in was very overwhelming, but it kind of, reassured me that like what I'm doing is the right thing and I'm on the right path even though I didn't know what the heck I was doing and I still kind of don't know what I'm doing but I'm slow I'm fumbling through it but I'm enjoying the journey and that's part of it right I mean just figuring it out along the way I mean the the biggest hurdle is to just start and then uh, as as you really understand the needs of the people that are gathering with you, then you, you build that experience with them. You know, I think it's awesome that you're figuring it out that way. Thank you. And honestly, also what made it really special is that my mom was there. She attended as well. Um, and so she got to see me from at home planning like crazy to seeing the end result of it. And she was like, so proud and like, 
I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I say I'm not going to cry, so I don't cry. <laughs> um, but like that in itself was like so special to me for my mom to see. Like, cause she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you'll see. <laughs> just she's wait. Like, you're, just you're wait. being weird, Jody Ann. What's right? happening? <laughs> and my mom is West Indian. She's from Jamaica. So like older generation. So the whole, even the whole thought process of like entrepreneurship in a sense of like, oh, that's all you're going to do. Or even, you know, planning an event. She's like, so you're getting paid for this? I'm like, no. She's like, so why are you doing it? <laughs> so it's like that mentality kind of thing. So for her to see like what I was able to do and hear the conversations. Uh, and my mom did yoga. My mom has never done yoga in her entire life. And she actually participated. And I was like, literally, like, I was like, wow. And she was enjoying it. I was like, oh my God, mom, you're a yogi. I can't. Like, it was so <laughs> amazing. So that was probably my biggest highlight out of everything that day is, is having my mom there witness all of that. So, so what did others in attendance, like, were there, were there things that some of the attendees did or said that really helped you realize that there was a there there, right? Like you were like, I'm on to something. This is something that people need. And I really want to continue to try to cultivate this. Was is there, what were the reactions of the attendees or is there a specific moment where you really knew that you, you kind of had lightning in a bottle? <sighs> so there's actually two moments. Actually, no, there's, there's two really, okay, there's two main ones that stick out to me. The first one is when uh, we were having the conversations about just what plants have done for our mental health and just how we've been able to use them kind of to relate to our own lives. And it kind of helps us slow down and things like that. Like a lot of the, a few of the women talked about that, but one specific girl, she said that plants literally saved her life and like gardening and just also being able to do that with her mom, which I resonated with because like, that's kind of how my journey started was with doing it with my mom. And even as a young child, we've always had plants in the house. I just never paid them any mind. <laughs> I always thought my mom was weird because she would talk to them and I just was like, okay. But <laughs> as I got older, I understood it. So that was really special to like be in a room full of women that looked like me that really was like, just, I don't know. It was just, they were just resonating. So we were all resonating with one another so much so that was really special. But another moment that happened that could have been negative, but it ended up being very positive. Um, so a woman that attended, it was a white woman that attended, and this was op honestly open to everybody. It wasn't just specific only to women of color. I had advertised it like that, but I wanted anyone to come because I had a couple of friends mes message me that weren't people of color. And I said, yeah, for sure, come buy a ticket. But well, I think a couple of them just weren't able to make it. So a woman um, attended her and her daughter. So they were the only white people that were there, but they were, they were comfortable. They were fine. She was really sweet, but there was something that she brought up that was very interesting to me. So, and a few people there. So um, the studio that we hosted the event was owned by a black woman in Pickering. So it's called Moto Yoga. Um, so Moto Yoga Pickering, because Moto is like all over the world, um, but they have different, like, I guess, um, locations. So, she's owned it for about 10 years now. And this lady that came, um, she has been going there for about, I think seven years, but she had no idea it was owned by a black woman. So she found out that day. And so when she was actually like, Oh, like who, like, do you know the owner? And I was like, yeah, she's right there. And she's like, 
And she said to me, and she's like, that's the owner? And I was like, yeah, Tanya. I'm like, she's like, yeah, I've seen her at the front desk. I thought she just worked here. And I said, no, 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 she's the owner. And then she's like, really? Are you sure? And it was the, it was the questioning after, like, the reassurance. She asked me about five times. And I said, yeah, she's the owner. <laughs> and she's like, for how long? I'm like, for, like, 10 years. And she's like, huh. So then... She's like, does she have another job? Like, she just kept going. She's just like, does she have another job? And I was like, no, no, no. Like, she's the owner. She, this is her full time. Like, this is her business. And she's like, she almost couldn't grasp that it was, and I was trying to figure if she couldn't grasp that it was owned by a black woman or she couldn't grasp that, a, I don't know, a woman could own it. And then this is, this is it. Right. Yeah. So that was very interesting. Could have been a very negative experience, but the highlight, I guess, I guess the light in all of that is that she, after she asked me that, I mean, she did ask for other people as well, which is a kind of annoying, but then I guess the light in it and all her daughter, what is what I think really surprised me. And like, what was so special and amazing to me, her daughter is probably about 11 years old and she came up to me and she goes, I really like this event. Thank you so much. And I was like, you're welcome. And then she said, no, I really, really like it. Like, I didn't know that, like, I don't want to be rude, but I didn't know that, like, every, like, black, she's basically black people, <laughs> like, like this stuff. Because she didn't know, like, she doesn't really have a lot of black friends. Like, she was just, and it was very innocent to me because she was just very curious. And she's, like, 10, 11. So I said, yeah, like, we love this stuff, too. Like, it's, I'm so happy you're here. She ate the food. She spoke with almost every single person there. And she in, even engaged in the conversation when we talked about, being a person, being people of color that maybe don't always see ourselves represented in this, in this space um, of wellness. And she was like asking questions. She was genuinely so interested. Her mom was very quiet, but her, but the daughter was asking a lot of questions and she was, she hugged everybody and she's like, thank you so much. And I could have left that, that conversation, like being very like annoyed and angry and just not even want to talk to any of them. But I was like very trying to just not let that ruin the day and trying to have my mind open to, okay, maybe she just really can't. She just, I don't know. She just doesn't think it's owned by a black woman, but try not to make that a negative experience. But then seeing how her daughter reacted, I think just made my, it, it made me feel like, okay, this is definitely necessary. Cause like kids don't even realize that we belong in this space. I think something that's really important for people to remember about Noir Girls Plant is that it's not just about plants, right? It's not like, hey, do you like a nice hosta? Come and join us at our next meetup. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> it's not that. It's it's not just about that. It's really about healing and growth as well. So can you talk to us a little bit about how this kind of community of growers in every sense of the word supports one another? Wow. I've never actually heard it. Like, I've never had that question asked before. So that's very interesting. Um I would say definitely it's not just about plants. Mental health is a huge, huge part of it. And I guess for me, I connect with plants in a way where I look at them as they're me. So I care for that. Each time I care for them, I take it as a note as I'm taking care for, taking care of myself. So even when I have events that specifically cater to that, where we talk about plants and mental health, I really want to press that take the time to remember to water yourself, to take care of yourself. Like be careful with yourself, be patient with yourself. You're not going to like, 
reach all your goals at once. You're not going to like hit everything in a week or a month or a year. It takes time for great things to grow and gradually blossom. So I really try to push that. And I think people have really appreciated that at events because it's a really plants honestly are such a great reminder of that. Um, and one specific activity that we do at one of my rooted events, and also I do it at my grounded one, is that whenever we're repotting a plant, I have this biodegradable um, dissolvent paper. It's eco-friendly. So I get everyone to write an affirmation or a goal on the paper, and then they plant it into the plant. So when they water the plant, the, uh, the, the paper dissolves right away. So it's kind of like that plant is their goal plant or other affirmation plant for themselves as they, as a reminder, like a visual reminder of their growth. Um, and if, I mean, if you want to go dark for a second, like if the plant happens to die, it's not like the end, it's not the final, it's just that goal has passed on and you're still able to set new goals going forward. So that's kind of, I don't know if I hopefully answered your question properly, <laughs> but that's kind of how I see it. So it's really a lesson in self-care and being gentle with yourself and, and helping to to get others to see that and help each other realize that, you know, it's okay. Life is not always going to be, it's not always going to be how we want it, but be gentle with yourself. Exactly. Especially when the, the plant passes on or like, sometimes it's not you. Like sometimes the plant just maybe didn't have stable roots, which sometimes the same with us. Like sometimes when we set a goal, we don't sometimes set um, proper things to set us up to be able to achieve that goal because we're rushing. And then sometimes it, and it doesn't happen like it's supposed to, but just keep trying and look back. Okay. What did I do wrong? Like what, and not do wrong, but what did I do? What could I have done to change things a little bit differently? And then you just keep stepping forward. Cause I feel like we get a lot of pressure, especially being a plant parent that if I kill a plant, I'm a, I'm a bad plant person or I'm a plant killer. No one is a plant killer. <laughs> you just have to, maybe you just, it, it needed something that you couldn't have given it. It just was, it's time to go. So same with us, just, being more patient, being okay. If a, if a goal doesn't pass, then it's fine. Just keep trying. I just want to say that I really appreciate you making all these notes about it's okay if a plant doesn't make it, just, <laughs> just on a personal <laughs> level. So I appreciate that. No one said that to me before. So thank you. No worries. <laughs> it's true though. Like we get so, and I, you know what I got so, and I have anxiety. So when I first RIP my first plant, <laughs> I was so sad and so upset, but mm-hmm. I I learned, I'm like, no, it's okay. Like my, I have how many, I have like 40, 50 other plants that are living. It's that I can't focus on that one downfall. Like it just was, it's time to go focus on all the other amazing things that you have. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Judianne, I feel like you're preaching a word right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I needed to hear that. And I appreciate you for that. (laughs) So to talk to us about discovery, I mean, there's, there's this beautiful thing that Noir Girls Plant is doing for people. And I, I can't imagine that, you know, someone is missing out on this intentionally. So how do people find you? How do they know about Noir Girls Plants events in the, in the community? 
Uh, well, the first, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, noir with the E girls plant. I also, uh, ha- always ask people to f- sign up for my newsletter. So that really helps people stay in t- um, touch with, be the first to know basically about the events, um, anything that's uh, coming up that like if I'm launching soil, like anything new product I'm launching, the newsletter is literally your first, like your first guide to that. But follow me on Instagram. I have a website, www.noirgirlsplan.com. You can find me there as well. But the best way I would say is is my um, newsletter um, through my Instagram. And I also have a Facebook uh, fan page. Well, not fan page. I hit that word, like page. <laughs> so then people just kind of come to you word of mouth or is it, do they see uh, maybe a, a collaboration that you're doing with someone and they're like, oh, I really need to dig deeper into what, what noir girls plant is about or is it is it really organic growth no pun intended um (laughs) i was like i see you did there (laughs) um you're so funny uh you know what it's literally been organic growth honestly i'm gonna say yeah it's been organic growth because when i started the page like i don't like no one really knew what like what I was doing or I guess who I was. I mean, people still don't really know who I am. I'm using heavy quotations like you can see me. But um, I would say it's word of mouth. When those group of women, first group of women came to my first event, then after people posting about that, I had video done for that event. So I had a lot of content to repost and share. And then the people that attended also like, you know, told other people about it. So that's really all it really was was word of mouth to be honest and i guess that's yeah organic growth <laughs> holy wow that's like a unicorn situation when it comes to community it was all it, organic it was all literally <laughs> <That's> amazing <laughs> like i love that and then um you know there will be people who are like but it'll just come together. Like you got to do a little bit more work. So yeah, you got um, a little sweat in there, but a little sweat, <laughs> you know, dirt, you know, get, get in there, get messy. But honestly, like, it's so cliche for you to hear when like, yeah, I just grew organically. Like, you know, just be yourself, but legit, just be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a year in now, like you're a year in with Marco's plant. And just as you, are getting started and you're building momentum and things are starting to chug along. Mm-hmm. The world's like, here's the pandemic. Enjoy. So how are you, how are you, how are you pivoting during these times and keeping things going with, with folks who are really engaged with Nora Girls Plan? Pivoting, I would say, honestly, online events. Online events have been this new thing that I was I was scared of because I'm like the connection isn't going to be there, but I've been able to pivot to doing some online events for the even the repotting. I had partnered with my friend Rebecca Rebecca Price. She has a company called I Rise Yoga. Amazing, amazing woman, and so she does a Mother's Day event every year in person, but obviously because of Rona, we have to do it online. So, or she had to do it online. So she asked me to join her. And so I had done uh, the portion. It was the plant. So I did the repotting. We put the packages together. We hand delivered every one of the packages. Luckily they were all Toronto. <laughs> so it wasn't like someone ordered, like someone bought a ticket from like Vancouver. Cause that would have been, I don't know. We'd have to figure that out. Um, but that's one way I've been able to pivot is doing some of the events online. And then when things kind of opened up again, um, I was able to do them in person again. But again, with social distancing and limited numbers, I had to really keep it at like 10 max. 
uh, oh no, not 10, eight max. And then me and a, uh, usually another person that are hosting together, that makes us 10 altogether. So it's definitely a lot smaller of a group, but it's still special. It's still, um, goes well. So that's been really good. And I've also been able to do hikes. So the hikes that I organize are free. We just, we meet in a location at a, at a conservation and we go for a hike. I've usually done about 15 to 20 people. Um, and it's been great. That in itself, I think has really kept me going because hiking is something I, I basically started doing this year. I never used to walk or, I mean, I walked all my saying I walked, but I didn't like hike or like go for long walks ever before. So COVID definitely allowed, allowed me, or I guess made me, forced me to do it. And then I had just made a post one day, does anyone want to go on a hike with me? And people said, yeah, sure. And that's how that started. So I've been doing hikes. I've done about four and I'm doing the last one actually this coming Sunday. That's fascinating. So you, so for these hikes, are these just people getting together and you're just hiking um, just for a little bit of connection? Is there something um, that you also do with these hikes or is it is it literally just to help people feel a little bit closer to one another in a socially distanced way and, you know, really kind of experience the nature that's around them to help keep them centered? The last part. Yes. <laughs> yes. On it, literally, I we just like the first one I did, I didn't know what that I was doing. Like, like, like everything I do, I never know what I'm doing. I'm just like, Hey, want to go on a hike with me? I made a post and people said, yes. I'm like, cool. Meet me here. <laughs> so it was very, just a word of mouth thing. And then, um, the second time I did, I'm like, let me make this a little bit more legit. So I made an event, right. And I limit, I limited the numbers and I put the whole COVID rules in there. Um, and we, they came, we literally just, you know, I said, thank you so much for coming. And we started walking. <laughs> Like that's it. And it just, it's amazing that the simplest thing that we think like, oh, no one's going to want to go on a walk with me or we're just walking outside. But there's something really special about being outside in nature, especially in a time where we feel so confined at the time too, we felt so confined to our homes. So being outside in nature was something that was very comforting for a lot of people. And you got to meet some people you probably never met before. Um, and we, I always tried to choose locations that was close to the water. So we would, you know, have moments where we'd stop by the, uh, by the river and we'd kind of like stick our feet in when it was warmer at the time and just kind of just like chill. Like sometimes we wouldn't even talk. We would just like all find our own little spot and just like take in nature. Um, so that's been really, really special. And then this last one that I'm doing, I've actually, I'm going to, I'm giving everyone a little treat from me, like a little surprise from partnering with um, a crystal company, one of my good friends, Sandra 808. So she's going to be providing me with some of her products. And then everyone that signed up will get a free gift as a thank you for like, I guess, journeying with me throughout these hikes. This is some really special stuff that you're doing with Marvel's plant. And, you know, the more that I hear about it, the more like it just, it, it just fills me with such joy and I'm not even actively participating in, in what Aww. you're doing. Thank so, you. so I, but I would love to hear what this community has meant um, to you and to your community members and, and, you know, in the time that you've been up and running in the events that you have been able to, to hold events and bring people together, you know, and do you have, do you have any stories uh, either a, from your own personal self or from others who, that really kind of show what that impact has been either for you or for other people? Wow. Okay. So 
honestly, Nora Girls Plant has literally, literally saved my life. Like, no, not even exaggerating. Because when I started it, it was just something I just wanted to share that plants are making me feel something again. And throughout this whole journey, like I've met so many amazing people that I don't think I would have had met um, if it wasn't for creating this in my saddest moments. Um, so it, it's it's definitely made me a stronger person. It's showed me that I'm actually, when I put my mind to something, I can actually accomplish things as much as I may procrastinate or complain or whatever. It's really shown me like my, like, I guess my resilience in a way. And even with other people, like the people that I've met, they've, I've had messages from people reaching out to me just saying, thank you so much. Like this has done so much for me. You have no idea. And even literally recently someone messaged me and said that, um, the last event that I did in person one, she said that it's given her skill sets that she didn't realize that she needed. And she's been searching for something for so long. And after leaving the event, she, she found it. And I was like, that's insane. Like I, I was like, I, wow. Like that made me cry. (laughs) It's pretty impactful. And, And how do you, how do you feel knowing that, you know, born from something that you personally needed, you have helped fulfill something for so many people. Like, how does that, how does that sit with you? It's strange. It's, it's really strange and it's hard to grasp, to be honest, because I've never seen myself as a influential person. Um, I grew up not thinking I was intelligent at all because teachers, that's what they told me. I was basically was not smart. So I, I struggle with that a lot. I struggle with, um, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of self-sabotage. I struggle with wondering if I'm intellectual enough and if I can be in certain rooms and so on. So having any type of impact on anyone is, it means a lot to me, like more than money, more than fame, like more than anything, it means everything. Yeah, I, 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 I can, I can hear it in your voice. I definitely can hear, hear how much that means to you. Um, so, but I wanna, I wanna, I wanna dig a little deeper into something because you know during an earlier conversation that you and I had, you know, we were talking about how you were shocked to know that there were so many other black men and women who were looking for belonging in this space, not only in the space of plants and being connected to them, but healing uh, that weren't getting that visibility. And I think that when you don't see it, it's hard for you to know that there's anything out there for you. So what would you say to other folks who are seeking community, um, but it feels like there isn't, there isn't one there for them? Create your own. Like, I feel like as simple as that, like create your own, like create something that you would want, that you'd want to see. And if you can't find it, just like me, like I couldn't find it. And I still doubted myself, but I, I did it. And like, if you can't find something that's out there that you want to be a part of, create it yourself. And I'm telling you the right people will be drawn to you. Like, it's just the power of God. Like that, that, that's honestly the most I could say is that the right people will always come to you, no matter how small or little impact you think you're going to have, you're going to have an impact. 
even if it's just one person that reaches out to you that's interested in something you created, that's still one more person than no one. That's for sure. You know, and communities get created sometimes by, you know, and I've heard Bailey talk a little bit about this sometimes in some of the other podcasts that she's done, but, um, you know, finding community sometimes begins with creating what you're looking for. And Mm -hmm. then next thing you know, there's a whole bunch of other people who are looking for the same thing that you were looking for and they just hadn't started. So it just takes that, you know, you're, you're the spark in that respect. You know, you, you, you started the fire and now it's, and now it's going. Uh, And I think that's pretty beautiful. Thank you. And you know, I have to also credit um, not only God, but I have to credit Solange. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Shout out to Solange. Shout out to my big sister, Solange. (laughs) I'm telling you that woman is is amazing. And when she said, create your own damn table, I'm like, yes, Solange, yes, I will. I'll do it. So I'm, and one little brief, quick story about my love for Solange, obsession kind of. Um, I actually met her at her, I went to a concert. Well, in my mind, I met her. I went to a concert of her and I was like at the front row, this underground kind of thing. And I had made a break. I was doing jewelry at the time and I actually waved my hand like a maniac in the audience because I was close enough to her and to give it to let her know like this is for her and she took it and she put it on and wore it throughout the whole show so that's my slouch moment oh that's called meeting her for sure 100%. okay, okay. Yeah, don't hold back on that. yeah and she looked right into my eyes like yes I, uh-huh. I was like <laughs> yes yes eye contact you met her <laughs> I wanted to ask a question. This is this is like goes back a little bit to something you said in the beginning of the interview. I've had pretty bad anxiety as well. Um, and just hearing you talk about uh, hosting this event with anxiety and also with self-doubt and and then also, you know, adding in how important it is to make your own table. <laughs> um I, I, this is quite a personal question, but I was just wondering, like, how did you have the strength to 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 put such a beautiful event on? Um, while it sounds like you were just dealing with a lot of adversity, you know, is there? I think a lot of times people find themselves in a state of need for a community, maybe when they're already feeling just like at a low point. Um, and so it sounds like you kind of found strength in that moment. And I, I was just wondering if there's any light you could shed on that uh it's funny that you asked that specific question (laughs) because I actually had to answer that question um a few months ago throughout like a branding session with my cousin and I actually discovered something and we talked about my first event that's so it's so creepy that you're saying that you asked that specific question (laughs) but like amazing creepy obviously (laughs) (laughs) um I didn't want I realized I didn't want to disappoint the the something that sounds so weird I didn't want to disappoint the little me I wanted because I feel like growing up I was so not I felt not seen and I felt like I was always told no 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 and I can't do this I'm not smart and I felt like I had to do this event for the younger like my past self so she could see me now as someone that's thriving and even though I'm Mm. struggling I'm still pushing through and I'm not listening to those voices of like 
you can't do this or like you're not good enough. So like I had to literally force myself every day up until the day of that event to get out of bed and to like plan and execute and it was hard. Like it was yeah, that really, sounds hard. <laughs> really hard. Like there's days like even the morning of the event, I made it I'm like, okay, I'm not going. <laughs> And then I was like, I can't not go. And then every time I literally had a moment of like, I can't do this. I would think of myself, like, don't disappoint yourself. Like just do it and don't disappoint. You don't want to disappoint the, all the women that, that are coming as well. So that kind of kept me going. But I think I discovered what made me really push to do that was thinking of like my younger self and wanting her to see like, mm-hmm. it gets better. Like, you turn out okay. <laughs> yeah. It, and I mean, I, I'm wondering too, um, one, one of my friends runs this basketball team for women who are bad at basketball in New York City. Oh. And I've, I've played with it a number of times and it's just wonderful. It's such a wonderful space, but it takes such serious devotion. You know, she's, mm. she's there like every week hosting and, and kind of doesn't travel so she can do that. And, and I, I remember asking her if she ever got tired of it. And she said that this thing that she does hosting practice gives her energy. And so she mm. keeps thinking maybe she'll stop, but, but then it's so generative for her that she just naturally keeps going. And I was wondering, you know, it, it, does that feel familiar to you as well? And, and thinking about how important it is to make an event that you would want to go to, you know, it seems very important if you're starting a community to do something that you enjoy doing, whether or not it's super popular or not, because if you want to, if you want to keep going, if you want to build meaningful relationships around something, you have, you have to stick with it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. How, how has it been sort of since the launch? Like what keeps you going? Honestly, I think my mom as well keeps me going because my mom is someone that I feel like she has, she has sacrificed so much for all of us and I'm the youngest so I'm the youngest of like seven um but like from like all of us put together because different parents at times but still my mom has been has been with all of us for so much so long and like done so much for us and just seeing her strength and seeing like the sacrifices that she's had to make um for in order for us to have I guess our dreams come true it's I think that really does push me I'm like because I'm like that's a lot of sacrifice. <laughs> like that's your life. So I'm like, I also don't want to disappoint her. And I want her to see that like, even though, you know, I was doubted as a child, I want her to see that like, as I'm struggling through this, I'm still going to push through. I'm still going to keep going. Yeah. Go moms. That's <laughs> a, I, I, <laughs> They're really helpful for showing us that like, you can do so much with grit. You know, I know oh, yeah. so many moms have made it through so much difficulty. So I'm, and I honestly respect my mom. I didn't understand my mom at all when I was younger. I respect her now that I can say like, I'm a woman now. I'm like, wow. Yeah. You did a lot. Cause I was like, think my mom and I didn't always get along growing up and I never understood like as a woman, like what she could have been going through. Cause, I, Cause we just think our parents are parents. Our parents don't even have names. They're just mom and dad. They don't have emotions. They don't have feelings in that sense. Like they don't like, emp- like any of that stuff. Like they, we don't even think about that for them. But as a woman, I'm like, holy crap, you are phenomenal. You are resilient. Like you did a lot to get to where you are. So 
I have so much more respect for my mom as a woman now that I understand that she has feelings and like she reacts to the things the way she does because of what she's been through. So as we look along, if we look at, at what this journey has been for you, what do you wish that you would have known before you started? Or what are you glad that you've learned along this journey that you will take with you into the future as you continue to build Laura Girls Plan? I guess I want to take with me that I, I don't know, it's going to sound so like corny, but like, I feel like I would take that I can literally do, or we can literally do anything we put our minds to. We're a lot stronger and we're a lot more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. As, as much as we go through the anxiety and the depression each time, and I heard someone say this recently, I wish I could remember who said it, but they said each time you, you go through depression or your anxiety you and you make it through, you're literally, you're building that muscle. Like you're getting stronger and stronger every time. But like the fact that you've pushed past all those dark, that darkness and you're still here, he's like, you are, you are a superhero. Like you're so strong because that takes a lot. A lot of people don't get to have that moment of keep, of like continuing on. So I would say definitely I take away that like when I, when I, when I put my mind to something, I, I know I'm going to do it or I know I can do it with help. I can't do everything by myself. Um, but it kind of gives me hope to know that like, okay, as much as I may, like things may be really hard at the end of the day, I'm going to push through. And I feel like this community has also taught me that you don't have to do everything yourself. Like there are people out there that are also struggling with the same things you are. And you find that out by creating community or by, or by being a part of community. You read, you get to meet, sorry, like-minded people. You get to meet people that are also struggling, but are also pushing through and also being resilient. So I feel like if I didn't create this, I wouldn't know a lot of the people that I've met and I've become really good friends. Like I have lifelong friendships now with some of the people that I've met. I hope that answers the question. <laughs> it, it did. And I think it's something, there's something really important that you said in that. And it's that we, we are not intended to, to do this life alone, right? Community is essential to, and connection is essential to our well-being. And it's, I had a conversation with someone last week when we were talking about um, the power of connection and when we feel like there's no one around, right? Like there, I know that there are times when I'm like, you know what, I I just need a somebody to put a hand out and just pull me up off the floor a little bit. Um, and it's because we are wired to have connection. It is essential to our well-being. So I guess, you know, all that to say that what you're doing with Noir Girls Plant is on a level that's so much deeper than maybe even the people who are are participating and maybe even you might realize that, you know, the connection that you're creating, not only to nature, but to other people is essential to, to our well-being and essential to living. Um, and to me, that just sets so heavy on my heart because I never realized it that way, right? You think of, you know, I know I can do this thing on my own. I don't need anybody's help. And then when you feel incredibly lonely and you're like, where, where's, where's the help? It's in that moment that you realize that, the help is always there. You just need to, you just need to ask for it and to seek it. And I think that's incredibly important. And I think that's a great 
thing and a great message that Noir Girls Plan is helping to deliver. Um, so if you were to look five years down the line, two years down the line, five years is a long way away. I mean, especially with 2020, five years feels like it's already happened. But um, if, you, if <sighs> we're you, in 2030 right now, I know, I know. <laughs> Happy fifth year, 2020 anniversary. That's where we're at right now. Um, so if you look just a couple years down the line, if you look at the future of what Norar Girls Plant could be, um, you may not have a clear vision for it. Maybe you want it to just shape shape itself. Um, but what do you hope to see happening for this community in the future? Honestly, I want it to be a community just that not only just comes to like the event itself, but I want people to stay to connected with one another. I want, I want lifelong friendships to be made um, with people. I want retreats. I definitely see retreats in the future. Um, I want to be able to do a week long retreat. I think it'd be really special because I think there's something special about just being with people for a certain amount of time overnight and just like connecting on almost like when you're back when you're kids camping kind of thing. Like I just think there's something really special about that. Um, and I definitely, there's a book in the future. Definitely. There's a book. Um, and I want to do self care kits, which I'm going to be launching soon actually. But overall, I just want the community to just be known for connection and support. Cause I think support is huge. Um, sometimes we just need someone to talk to, or you just need to know that we can reach out to somebody. Therapy is very important, but I just think that having a community of people that, that you know that will be there for you as well is really special. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking right now, but yeah. Well, I wish all that for you and more Jody. And it has been, you know, an hour is not enough time. Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we need to be sitting and talking with tea and um, wine and cookies and um oh, yeah plant-based treats and all the things <laughs> and bacon and, and bacon. Thank you. <laughs> just talking more and more but i i certainly have appreciated this time just to be able to sit and chat with you in this way and learn more about the work that you're doing and what you have done um it's been it's been an absolute pleasure i have loved this chat and i'm so glad that we were able to connect thank you so much honestly it's this has been awesome talking to you and Bailey. I'm really, really excited to hear this episode. And um, yeah, this was really fun. And I hope we get to do it again. Me too. Thank you. If you want to connect with Jody Ann Beckford and the Noir Girls Plant community, you can reach them on all of the socials at Noir Girls Plant or visit the website noirgirlsplant.com. Thank you to our team. Thank you, Rosanna Caban, for engineering and editing, Greg David for his design work, and Katie O'Connell for marketing this episode. You can find out more about the work we do as people and company, helping organizations get clearer on who their most important communities are and how to build with those people by heading to our website, peopleand.company. Also, if you want to start your own community or supercharge one you're already a part of, our handbook is here for you. Visit gettogetherbook.com to grab a copy. It's full of stories and learnings from conversations with community leaders like this one with Jodi Ann. Oh, and last thing, you know what it is. If you have the time and energy, we would love if you would review this podcast or click subscribe so you get the episodes. It helps more folks find out about the Get Together podcast. Groovy. See y'all next time. <laughs>